0: um god how do we do this again
1: <laughs> that should be the start that should be the, Hit start. the music just just start that yeah
0: like that. how how do we podcast again it's been a while uh, um, these are on right
1: I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I should probably find out <laughs> that'd
0: be a great start are the, are the microphones plugged in uh, yeah. episode seven no episode 17 <laughs> episode 17 i don't even know where i am anymore I'm still in
1: lockdown, I'm still a year ago Was it a year ago episode 7 came out? Maybe? Oh Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually not a bad shout It probably was to be fair and So
0: it's episode 8, we've just moved on I don't remember 2020, I don't remember that being a thing Yeah So let's just move on and say it's episode 8 Okay, it's 17 yeah. 17's not a bad number though it's, it's a great number, it's only a couple of years younger than my age Hit the Music <laughs>
1: We're back we it's it's been a while it's, it's been
0: a long long time and um, yeah it's a bit weird and I do feel like I've forgotten a wee bit of what to do here talk nonsense that's the, the check
1: yeah <laughs> recording
0: <laughs> I think it's happening yeah so yeah I, uh, lockdown wow that's this has gone on a bit longer than we thought <laughs>
1: <sighs> yeah just a bit 2021 was meant to be the year it was all going to change suddenly at like yeah. you know zero 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 on the 1st to, of January
0: to be fair though I don't think anyone actually said that it's just what we all hoped yeah. and we were all very much delusional <laughs> yeah.
1: but there is light at the end of the tunnel if we carry on the way we're going there
0: is indeed There looks like we're actually getting somewhere maybe shops can reopen their doors maybe I can take my wife for dinner some night uh, she's paying obviously <laughs> uh, but yeah it's just yeah, there's a bit of Groundhog Day kicking in I was saying that the other day to you I, I definitely feel like the, every day is exactly the same mm-hmm. as Nine Inch Nails once sung about <laughs> Um and it is a case of change I just want to be able to grab my camera go for a walk somewhere different not just walk around the village and I love our little walks so we I love them around <laughs> the village I'm not knocking them you it's see just the, see a tear there did you <laughs> just somewhere else eh? just yeah. something different I just mm-hmm. want to do anything else and it and just, sounds really selfish and I get that but I think we're all looking for something else to
1: do. Yeah, even just like turn up at your friend's place, shout, jump in and drive off someplace. You oh, can't do that. Oh,
0: man. You, no, you yeah. can't. You can't even do that. Simple things. You have so to arrange uh...
1: to be at Asda at the same time. to go and get... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look. Hi there. <laughs> we're
0: shopping. Oh. Uh, but no, it's, uh, we'll get there. We will get yeah, there. We're, I, just, we're I, I know it's just lasted a lot longer than what, I suppose, what we'd hoped. Maybe not what I'd imagined or what I, I guessed, Because the bottom line is this is a pandemic and you know, this is not the world's first pandemic. We, you know, there is a level of we've dealt with this before. Maybe not the way we've dealt with it now. I but think we this have is the best it's for, ever been well, dealt with. Yeah, and historically, you look back and you'd have to look at things, I suppose, like the Black Plague and Spanish flu and all that sort of stuff and say, well, technically, they were pandemics too. It's just we didn't know really how to handle them. I remember, Sometimes I wonder if we've moved on any, but...
1: <laughs> I remember, and I think this might have been very, very early days of COVID or even before COVID. Well, before COVID? What's that? Uh, there was this, like... Great time apparently. That, is that
0: a <laughs> thing from Pride and Prejudice? People are on about is that is that a, a, what do they call that? An, an an era? No, not an era. What do they call that? A period drama? Is that what that was? Pre-COVID period drama.
1: Yeah, yeah, I right. think so. Um, but I'm sure you said to me something like we're due some kind of pandemic because 1820, 1920, 2020, and I'm it's, sure I swore at you then as well. Well, like, you know, I hate to be right. something. told you where to go.
0: So. But it is it happens every hundred years, and here we are. Here we are enjoying yeah, well. every minute of it.
1: So, and it's been seven months, I think, since we recorded. So, the last oh. interview, the last episode we did was the one with Lynn from Elevator. Oh yeah, geez. yeah. So that was which a while is still ago.
0: online, of course. So yeah, uh, but it's all going. I was speaking to her not that long ago. Oh, yeah. She's so all good. Yeah, yeah, it's Excellent. still going on. So we have been preparing for this new uh, season series. The, the, the 2021 version. It? We're yeah, back. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we've been preparing for this. We have a few interviews coming up in the next few episodes that we're, we're pretty proud of.
1: Yeah. Definitely. And we've
0: got uh, folk in from the Perth area that, uh, as usual, we're back to our sort of local hero idea the, mm-hmm. the idea that, you know, we don't need to go that far or celebrities in order to be a hero, in order to be someone that's worth talking to. Yep. Um, and we found some great folks. So, um, you are starting this season off with someone that you talked to. So you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah,
1: sorry. So I think mentioning the fact that the format's changed a bit as well for the episodes because original idea was aiming for commuters nobody's commuting (laughs) don't
0: know what you're talking about is this this pre-covid era you're talking about yeah yeah there was
1: this thing called commuting where you would go to a place called an office no one's going to remember
0: 20 years ago okay I mean that must be at least 20 years ago (laughs) no one's going to remember that stuff it's fine just carry on nothing's changed guys everything's the same
1: your perception of time on this episode is really concerning
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like uh, you know we're not in 2043 now is that that where we're at (laughs) but equally I was saying to someone the other day it feels like an eternity and equally feels like no
1: time at all yeah Yes, yeah, I know I know it's what you bizarre. mean because that's been a year already, yeah. basically.
0: Yeah, well, my f- my stupid Facebook thing keeps throwing up. Remember Liz this time last year? I'm
1: like, shut up. It was the last shut time you up. ate in a restaurant and you didn't know it. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and there's weird things coming up about the pandemic and, you know, pre-lockdown sort of lockdown and all that. And like, my God, we're, how naive were we back then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? See you in a
1: couple of months. <laughs> now, now,
0: uh, I think we feel like we're experts at pandemics, you know, bring on.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's it, because... Um, In this episode, I'm talking to Katie Mitchell, who works for Horse Cross Arts Learning and Engagement Team. Ooh, right. And she says that as they're packing up, she says to her uh, mate, uh, our colleague, sorry, I'll see you in June. (laughs) Which
0: June? Yeah, we we were all a bit like
1: that. You know, we were all a bit naive. But this is a great interview. One, because it's about 5% of me talking <laughs> that's but, a bit much yeah <laughs> and I want to apologise can now we edit because, that down
0: any further well I want to
1: apologise in advance because I do sound a bit dry in it <laughs> pandemic yes yeah worn down by the pandemic pandemic is that the word we're going to use for a lot of things we, now we should definitely like patent that now What what's the house like pandemic-y,
0: uh, pandemic-y yeah. you know? <laughs> on a scale of one to pandemic how untidy is your house
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so so the first thing we talked about was Perthew Theatre. Um, right. Because Perthew Theatre was my life for like 14 years, 13 years, something like that. Uh, so I want to talk about that first a little bit and find out how that's going. The next thing we talk about is the biggie, which is the the Saints play that's being done. So Katie will talk about that. It's a collaboration between Perth Theatre and Saints. Oh, wow. And um, we also then talk about Gig on a Truck, which sounds fantastic.
0: Ah, uh, no, yeah. So, um... I actually photographed that at the first pen, pand- uh, the first lockdown. Did you? Where they were taking uh artists, local artists round to old people's homes. That's right. Do you yeah. call them that? Are we allowed to say that anymore? Uh, senior citizens residents. Care homes. Is care homes? Nursing care homes? homes. Care homes. We'll call it care homes. We might have to edit that out. We'll have yeah. to check that. <laughs> um care homes. And and uh, I actually photographed one so they could show what it was all about. So I rock up and here's this truck with the with the side off of it. And yeah, here's this gig, the the amps and speakers and and it was incredible so I was standing in the car park of a care home watching the residents watching this gig from the windows of their care home and they were they were getting into it. they were clapping and they were cheering it was great
1: yeah yeah and so she talked about that as well and she says similar you know that the residents were really into oh, yeah, it as well yeah. and it's such a great idea so we talked about that we talked about the, the little voices as well so it's online workshops for zero to five year olds oh wow um, and we talked about a few other things that were going on at the same time as well virtual voices choir <laughs> Virtual
0: um, voices The way they
1: do it is really clever as well. Um, oh, can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, so absolutely. i uh, so without further ado, shall we move into the interview? Punch it. Today I'm joined by Katie Mitchell from Horse Cross's Learning and Engagement Team. Katie, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you
2: very much for having me.
1: No problem. So first off, just as I warned you about beforehand, so just start by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and you know how you came to be part of Horse Cross's team.
2: Cool, yeah. Um, Well, The the funny thing is, actually, I had um, kind of started my career off, if you like, by working at uh, Perth Theatres. the first job I got outside of uni, um, which was really exciting. So I started off there um, as a trainee director after studying drama for four years at Queen Margaret University in Edinburgh. Um, So it was really nice to be able to come back to working in Perth Theatre, especially as I'd, um, like yourself, had been members of uh, Perth Theatre. Um, (laughs) So yes, it was really nice to be back there. And yeah, it was a really great experience and such a lovely company to work for as well. And then from that, I've kind of worked in learning and engagement um, across Scotland. um, So I've worked at McRobert Arts Centre, uh, worked there as a creative assistant on um, the new Creative Voices programme there which kind of goes out into um, vulnerable communities and works with charity organisations to bring drama to young people across Stirling and Clackmannanshire, um, which uh, was a really great experience and kind of um, where I hone my practice, I guess, in, in what I do. So I kind of work with the community and young people um, providing drama workshops and opportunities to perform on stage and stuff like that. From Robert I got the opportunity to be a creative learning officer there uh, for a wee while which was great um, which is kind of similar to the role that I'm doing at Perth Theatre at the moment Um, and then from that I worked at the Lyceum Theatre in Edinburgh for just uh, shy of three years. and that was really great as well because they have such a, I think this uh, Scotland's biggest youth theatre. Um, I worked with loads of different young people from across Edinburgh, which was great. And then um, I ended my time there with one of the best projects I've worked on, which was uh, working on an Edinburgh Christmas Carol um, with a community group um, so there was 66 uh, people from Edinburgh that got to perform on the Lyceum stage um, and uh, they, they had never performed before and they had to perform across Christmas. So I think there was 66 shows. Uh, which was kind of crazy, and I attended all 66 of them. Uh, so by the end of, of hearing old Lang Syng for the 66th time, I was kind of done <laughs> by that
1: point. <laughs> Ready to get out of it. The- <laughs>
2: yeah, a little bit. Um, and it, it's so funny when you're so consumed with um, Christmas, how un you feel when you're mm. watching a Christmas show every single day and sometimes twice a day as well. Um, but that was really great, and I think that's kind of where um, – I want to grow my practice as, as a, a theatre director and facilitator and producer. Um, and then from that, I've come back kind of full circle back to Perth. So I started in um, uh, Perth Theatre in January 2020, uh, the year of many great things. <laughs> um, and I sadly, only had two months in the office. And then, and then we, yeah, we were in lockdown. So um, from that, we've just been doing a lot of online stuff. Uh, so it's been a bit weird to, to have started there uh, and, and, yeah, not really. Cause the building that is great now that it's all been refurbished. But I, to be honest, I think I'd need another tour to go around it because I don't know if I'd know my way. My it's a bit <laughs> maze <laughs> backstage and stuff. So it's nice to be back.
1: No, and that, that's, I guess, like you touched on the, the Perth Youth Theatre thing and that, that, for me, I was a member from 97 until 2010. Um, It was really funny because they, when it got to 18, which was the upper age limit, they increased it to 21. And then like three years later, they increased it to 25. And I was like, I'll just stick around. Um, It's funny, actually, because on the the learning engagement page, they've got an image at the top from the 50th anniversary oh yeah, um, yeah I am in that image somewhere you can't see me but I was there
2: there <laughs> so, you go well wow, that's so funny
1: yeah I mean from personal experience and you'll be you'll agree with me here that the opportunity to perform the opportunity to be part of that creative process is so important for like developing yourself and your confidence and it keeps your confidence up yeah. so yeah you guys have had a lot of challenges to face as a result of not being able to do face to face, getting in the rooms with the, with all the the people, and mm-hmm. um, so you've been doing a lot of work remotely this year, haven't you? Uh, or yeah. in the last year, anyway, and um, with the youth theatre specifically. So tell us a bit about that.
2: Um. So yeah. So I guess when when lockdown hit, it was a bit of a uh well all kind of panic stations because we were one of the first places that um were kind of locked down before official lockdown. Um, so we, yeah, we, we kind of packed up and I remember saying goodbye to my colleague Emma, who works in the learning and engagement um, department with me and, and we'd said, we'll see each other in June. Bye. We'll be back. And, uh, yeah, like almost a year later, it's not, <laughs> not quite been that, that way, but, um, yeah. So I think we were a bit like, oh gosh, I, I mean, I've never delivered a, a drama sessions online before. As the music coordinator, she's never done singing online before, so it, we were a bit, uh, yeah, worried about who would engage with us if they'd want to do it online. Um, but we really wanted to uh, still be able to provide something to the young people despite all of this. Um, mm-hmm. And I think now more than ever, I've realised how important uh, jobs like mine across the country and 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 just being able to do something that you love, whether it's drama or sport or writing or science or whatever it is that you like to do how important it is um to keep that going um for young people like like you'd said it for myself as well it was so important growing up um, to mm-hmm. be able to just have a space for you to come and, and be yourself really um, so yeah so uh, as soon as lockdown hit we um moved online which was a bit scary zoom is is now like my second best friend which is great Um, (laughs) uh, and uh we yeah we we actually we didn't really know what to do and then lou our artistic director had um said company three who are a youth theater down in london are launching this massive project have a look at it tell me what you think should we get involved with it um, and Company 3 are a are, are, are really great company. They've done so many amazing things with their young people. And uh, yeah, they launched a coronavirus time capsule. So the, it was basically a series of weekly online uh, videos that the young people would create um, with different themes attached to them each week. And they got a, a workshop from ourselves um, focusing on how to... to film the, the the stuff that they wanted to do and also focusing on the themes but also bringing the drama workshop element back to what they're used to uh, despite being in their homes um and uh, they would get videos from company three explaining the, the what they could do and the different um, ideas and skills that they could focus on for that week so it was a really amazing project and um if anybody wants to have a look at them, they're I just they're so inspiring, and I, I actually was looking at them last night, and I think having been a year into it now, um, they they've developed and grown so much, even though they've been online. Because I mean, I think the the rhetoric, if you like, at the moment is um, a little bit how how devastating it is for young people that they've been in lockdown and not getting education and stuff. But I also think we should be celebrating how. How great they've been and how resilient they've been. And, you know, watching those videos back, they've just been so inspiring. Like a couple from, from mine was, um, we have a few young carers in, in our youth theatre. Um, and one of them had done a video that was all about, uh, the week that we were exploring was food. And, uh, she, ex- she just focused her camera on a bowl of, uh, tomato soup and explained what it was like to be a young carer. And how um, difficult it's been for her, but how much she wants support for other young carers in the future. Um, and the soup mm-hmm. was kind of representing the care packages that they were getting from the government, and kind of a funny way because she was like, "All I'm eating is tomato soup because none of my family like the tomato soup that we get in a care package," um, which was funny, but also you know brings it back home to to what they're talking about and what she she really wanted to bring forward for the future as well. Um, and they created a manifesto video for what they want in the future as well. And it, it like just listening to them, I think a year on as well is just so important and we should really be listening to to the young people. And I think this project was a great way to do that as well.
1: And there, there's always strong links between theatre and sort of almost like political drive and what the future generation want. And it gives them a chance to explore what they want as well. So no, that, that's that's um great and it's always great when these like profound or deep things come from where you least expect them as well like that
2: yeah totally yeah and i think as well like i th- I think it's really important to be able to for them to be able to express themselves in times like this as well and you know coming to youth theatre you don't have to be uh an actor or a director when you grow up like we, we have a couple of people that have gone off to be doctors but or or lawyers or you know uh, key workers as well like it's just so important for mm-hmm. people to get that confidence like you were saying and and a different way of 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 thinking as well kind of thinking outside the box it's it's so important and should be celebrated more i think
1: <laughs> absolutely and and like you say it's it has been tough on everyone um but I think it has been especially tough on the younger people who are so used to daily you know going to school every day and they've got their clubs in the evenings and things like that if I had been told when I was a teenager you're going a year without youth theater I genuinely wouldn't know what to do with myself <laughs> I would have really struggled with that because for me that was the highlight of the week that was that yeah. was yeah so um and I think the fact they've ad- adapted so well should be recognized
2: yeah, totally. And, uh, well, actually, from that, we, we then uh, did some live online shows as well with the youth theatre. So we collaborated with Hidden Root Youth Theatre, um, which are a theatre company in Dundee. Um, and we did some online shows, which was quite scary over Zoom. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, they, they, you know, they learned new skills in lockdown as well um, in terms of, like, having to be their own stage manager and their own lighting designer to, to get the right angles in the room and stuff. So um, I think it was great for them to learn those skills. And, and we actually have um, some more live shows for them coming up in at the end of uh, this month, which is in a collaboration with uh, Wonderful's uh, theatre company um, who are doing a kind of like youth theatre festival, online festival in, in association with the Traverse Theatre in Edinburgh. Um, And it's called uh, Positive Stories Uh, for Negative Times. Um, And they, yeah, they've Mm. been working on uh, two really great scripts um, and we'll be performing them at the end of March. So it's been really positive for them, I think. And it's great that we're able to offer it to them as well. And great for us as, as the leaders of the group too. Like it's been such a learning process for myself as well in terms of just like, like you were saying, how important it is for for young people to have that group to go to. And I would have been devastated as well as a teenager. Um, just even things like we were saying the other day, not being able to, what we normally do in a drama workshop is get them to sit in a circle, have a wee chat with a pal and we do the register and and not being able to say, okay, guys, get in a circle, get ready. You know, um, just a ritual that you do is, <laughs> is quite yeah. sad, but... but uh, yeah, they've all been really, really resilient and so creative and inspiring during this time as well. So it's been really great to to see them grow.
1: And it's it's, it's good to hear that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that it is happening and they are responding well to it. Because sometimes you just don't hear about it and you hear generic news headlines and things like that. So coming up straight from the the horse's mouth, so to speak, the horse crosses mouth. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll see myself out. <laughs> so. <laughs> One of the other things you told me beforehand that you were really excited to talk about was a new collaboration with a a local sports team.
2: Yes, I am so excited for this project. Um, So we are uh, doing a community show um, and commissioning a new playwright, Martin McCormack, to write a show with uh, hearing from the fans um, about St Johnston Football Club um so yeah I'm this is just I, I'm so excited for this project my family are lifelong hardcore St Johnston fans um so the I mean I guess the pressure's on me a little bit to get the story right but um yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just so excited for it I think because St Johnston plays such a a massive part in the community and um, there's such a community and family friendly club and especially you know the success that they had um at the weekend with winning the the betfred cup as well it's it's just i think we're on a bit of a high at the moment so it's really nice to be able to announce that we're we're going to be working with them on this play and um, so it's, yeah it's really exciting. Um, so. Uh, one of our members of staff kind of went to Lou our artistic director and, and said I think we should do this show and it's kind of been in the pipelines for about a year now um, and then I'd said that I would really like to work on it and um, Lou put me forward to uh, the Federation of Scottish Theatre and I was awarded um, the producer bursary there to be able to work as an associate producer on the project which is really great and um, so, yeah, so basically we're going to be asking for fans' memories and stories and experiences of the club. And then Martin, our playwright, will uh, basically create this uh, play uh, around the club and the successes and also the the sad points and some failures, um, but just where we're at at the moment. And I think as well, football in general is is so similar to theatre um, in terms of they've been through quite a difficult time at the moment like us they've not been able to get into their stadiums we've not been able to get into the theatres um it's such a dramatic sport as well if you like um and uh yeah i think jock steen said um that football is nothing without its fans and theatre's the same it's, it's nothing without its audiences so yeah we're kind of in a similar boat um as well but it's really exciting we're going to be doing three big engagement projects alongside um the 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 show as well to get those stories going and to, to understand those just what it's like to be a saints fan as well and the family connections to it too so yeah we're really excited and i i can talk a little bit about the engagement projects as well
1: yeah absolutely
2: um so the first one we're going to be doing is really exciting it's called team talk and we are going to have six uh sessions with personalities from uh who kind of are associated with the club who will be talking about different themes and their experiences of being a fan or a reporter alongside the club so we're going to have um stuart cosgrove is going to do one Alan McCready and Colin McCready are going to do one. Um, Eve Muirhead, the the, uh, world winning Olympian, uh, which is really exciting. Uh, We've got Eric Nicholson and Gordon Bannerman who are going to kind of do it from a uh, journalist point of view and then we've got Jim uh McIntosh, who's going to do it from a poetry point of view. So it's really nice to have a range of um fans and reporters, athletes, actors, photographers, um it kind of yeah, exploring what it's like to be a Saints fan and you can uh you'll be able to book tickets for those soon to, to come along and listen to, to what they have to say. But we would like it to be a discussion as well so that fans who do come along can it, you know, uh, tell us their stories as well. And then uh, the second one, we'll be working with PCAV's young carers, um, who uh, have quite a strong support um, for the club there. And we'll be doing a, a film project with them um, in the summer. Well, it'll be starting in April. And we'll be showcasing the films in the summer this year. Um, basically, working with a professional filmmaker and um, yeah, exploring what it's like for them as, as fans and um being able to offer offer a bit of respite for them during this time I think because it's been really, really tough on young carers. Um and, and yeah, getting a place to express themselves and explore their favourite football club as well would mm-hmm. be really great. Um so I'm hoping to see like films and in Asda like dribbling up and down the aisles or something <laughs> in <laughs> relation to, to where Murton Park used to be so I think that'll be great great fun um, and then of the, course, the, yeah. The, yeah I know and, and then the, the last one we'll be doing um, a kind of memory collective uh, workshops with care homes so we're going to be uh, providing care homes with activities and training up the activity coordinators in terms of how to do drama workshops um and we will be um sending out kind of sensory packs and stuff to them and i'll be interviewing another couple of personalities um from saints um just for 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 the older generation to to get the chance to speak about their memories as well um, and i think again it's nice to be able to work with care homes um during this time too uh, it would be lovely to go inside the care homes and, and do it ourselves, but um, obviously with restrictions, we can't. So it's great that we're going to be able to train up activities coordinators to just bring something to residents and care homes who, you know, it's been extremely difficult for them as well um, through this time. Um, and mm-hmm. again, being able to offer something positive and, and something really exciting for them too. Um, and yeah, and then hopefully all of this material will result in uh, a play and we'd like to have a, like a script reading group who can, from the community who can feedback to Martin about what they like and what they don't like about the script. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, be able to put it on in uh, summer 2022. Hopefully by then everything will be great and we'll be able to have a big party and celebrate and uh, yeah, be able to do it then. So I think... Yeah, I'm just so excited about it because, like I said, my family are massive Saints fans. I think my 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 papa was actually a a scout for Saints in the 70s and 80s. So um, my mum remembers like all the the managers and the famous footballers coming to their house at that at that time. So yeah, it's just we've got a lot of memories. My family is associated mm. with Saints, and I think you know a lot of people from Perth do as well. So um, yeah, it'll be really exciting when when it comes
1: up. And- like you say Saints do a lot in the community and they have done for many many years I remember as a kid uh, you know they would run their soccer sevens classes yeah. as, um games and things like that so yeah I, a lot of people have these strong associations with the local team.
2: Yeah my, my brother actually he went along to the soccer sevens and then um, uh, he was obsessed with Harry Potter at the time, so when all the other boys were like playing with the football and stuff, he was kind of running in the other direction, <laughs> pretending to be Harry Potter. But uh, <laughs> he'll he'll die if actually if he hears this. But um, <laughs> but he, he is a massive Saints fan, and um, you know it was really exciting for, for him and my dad on, on Sunday to to win the cup um, as well. So it's um, yeah, it's great. It's great for everybody. I think it's really exciting.
1: So summer 2022, so we'll have to get you back on nearer the time to talk about that, yeah. for sure.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, and hopefully hmm. by then I'll be able to share better stories than <laughs> my brother being in Harry <laughs> <high laughs> <quarters>, So
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and hopefully by then it'll actually be in the in the studio, not virtually.
2: Yeah, yeah that'd be um, great.
1: One of the other things you were talk- we-, we talked about before was the Virtual Voices Choir for me I mean even on this chat I can hear when it's like delayed and Mm -hmm. um, things aren't coming through but how does a virtual voices choir work Um, and how did it go?
2: Yeah well um, uh, my colleague Emma is the music coordinator so I go along to the choir things uh, the sessions uh, kind of for myself because I enjoy singing um, but also just to kind of help her she calls me the 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 co-pilot, I quite like that, and um, when it when we when we do the sessions together, so um, she she she's great, and we have uh, not only Emma that does them, but uh, we also have uh, lots of different freelancers that we were able to bring on board um, to 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 do these sessions as well. So basically, um, she Emma records whatever song it is that she wants to teach the the choir that night, and um. Emma will record herself singing the melody and the harmonies. She'll send it out to them on a SoundCloud so they can listen to it and it gives them the lyrics and stuff. And basically, it's it's not the same, but I think the way Emma's done it has been so clever because we, we all hop on Zoom. There's about 20 to 30 of us there. Um, I'll do a quick warm-up with us. And yeah, the delay is it, it, really frustrating for singers. And sadly, I think singing might be one of the last things to to come back um, when we emerge from, from lockdown. Um, but uh, yeah, we this sounds a bit sad, but we're all on mute throughout the whole thing. Uh, so she does a warm-up with us, but we're on mute so that we don't get any feedback or delay. And then she puts on the recording of herself singing, and it genuinely actually feels like you're part of a choir because you can hear all these different harmonies that she's recorded. Um, And she, yeah, basically teaches it like you would a normal choir session in that she goes through the melody and the harmonies, and um, yeah, just any, the phrasing of it and how she feels that you could sing the song as well. And each week it's different themes or different ideas or genres of music, Um, and yeah, I really enjoy it. And actually, um, the last session, she 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 was like, "What we normally do is have a cup of tea and have a chat with each other." So what I am going to do is put you in breakout rooms in Zoom, and everybody was like, "Oh no, don't put me in a breakout room like forced social." <laughs> uh, you know, engagement, I don't want to do that. Um, and actually, it was the best thing that we could have done. We went into different breakout rooms, and it was like having a cup of tea with your choir pals. And, you know, we got to, there's loads of different choirs we normally have uh, up and run, running around Perthshire. So there's ones in Leven, and uh, in Canross, and Errol. And actually, so they all come together. Uh, On a Tuesday night, and and it was great just to have a chat with them all and and to meet different choirs together. So, and they're all really, really enjoying it. Like, obviously, we'd love to get back into the class, but Zoom has its benefits as well because, you know, you you can do it from the comfort of your own home uh, and. You know, you don't have to travel in the dark or the cold or anything. And, it, it you know, sometimes if you want, you can have a wee glass of wine whilst you have it singing <laughs> in the choir. It's great. So, yeah, it was really nice just to to to, to do that every week. And, um, yeah, it's it's amazing what the different freelancers are able to bring us as well and, and teach us every week. So it's good fun, really good fun.
1: Uh, it's, it's, it sounds great. And like you say, you've got to find these sort of clever ways to do these things. And even like, you know, for yourself, you're saying it feels like you're part of something. So that that's the important thing mm-hmm. there is that you're still, you're not feeling isolated in any way.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's that's what we've all had to overcome in the various different ways throughout lockdown, I guess, is that beating isolation is almost the key.
2: Yeah. And actually that was kind of what a lot of the choir members were saying, um, you know, that they, a lot of them have been self-isolating and they've not been able to see, grandchildren and children and um yeah it's just it's tough on everybody but it, they they were saying please like we would love to do it next term please make sure that we do it over summer it's just such a great and a routine for them as well like it's such a good thing to be able to go that's what I do on a tuesday night and you know one of the ladies actually was saying i can never get to sleep on a tuesday because i have all these endorphins after i sing <laughs> It's so great um so that is really nice to hear that as well
1: that's the best feedback you can get from it.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: So going from adults, going to the other end of the scale, and we've got the, the kids and mm-hmm. keeping kids engaged, small kids during this time, you've still been running the Little Stars workshops, I believe?
2: Yeah, um, they have been hilarious. So um, <laughs> we have yeah, Little Stars workshops, which uh, during normal times are workshops for uh, children, children, were from zero to to five Um, and we also do loads of nursery groups and go out into the community as well Uh, so yeah when lockdown hit um we were a bit like oh no should we will this work with such small people on zoom i don't know um and yeah initially emma and i ran some little star sessions in the summer which were hilarious They, they would come on um on Zoom in like unicorn costumes or Elsa from Frozen costumes. It was great. And um, Emma it, it plays so many different instruments. And I remember one one session, she got her ukulele out, and about four of them ran away to get their toy ukulele and play along with her. <laughs> uh, it was so. It was great. Um, and they come out with great things as well. Like when they spot each other, they they put themselves off mute and and, and shout and wave to their friends as well. So it's it's, it's really nice. But um yeah i mean little stars it's been great it's we we it's really grown um in the last two years really uh, under my other colleague rachel she, she's really pushed it forward um in in terms of being able to op- offer you know drama music and dance to, to to younger people um so yeah so we ran those live over zoom over the summer and into the autumn and then uh we were meant to go back into nurseries uh, in the new year, but then obviously we went back into lockdown, so we weren't able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. So we've been we ch- tried to change it up a little bit, and we did them through Facebook Lives and also on YouTube as well. So it's quite nice to have these YouTube videos, so you can go back and watch them in your own time with with your child, um, yeah. and it's great for the parents as well to get involved with it too, because there's so many. I think with the YouTube videos and the lives, it's been quite nice because it's not just stuck on Zoom in your your house. We do do uh, outdoor learning and activities as well, um, which has been great. So, uh, and then we got funding through, which is really great to be able to to provide more training to our freelancers and to be able to get more freelancers on board to be going out into more nurseries and 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 running more sessions for for, for the little stars. So. Um, yeah it's, it's really great and like I said it's grown so much and it's just I think as well for, for new mums and, and dads it's been really nice to um, keep that going for them as well because they've lost out on quite a lot of uh, classes for, for their, their toddlers mm-hmm. and their newborns so it's been nice to be able to continually provide that for them too and um, it's good fun too which is the main thing <laughs>
1: Yeah, cause, and, and again, it comes back, there's that fear, especially the younger kids as well, that they could end up isolated. I know my youngest, um, she spent a lot of time, like she's meant to be in nursery last year and this year, and she's lost pretty much a year mm-hmm. out of her nursery time as a result of uh, everything that's gone on. Um, so there is that fear that they could just end up not getting those important social skills that yeah. they require, you know, when they're developing at that age. So, no, that's it's really good to see, and it's good to hear that it's not just we're scraping by and we're trying to keep this running. It's the fact that there's support behind it and there's funding going into it as well. Is is really encouraging.
2: Yeah, it is, and it it's nice just to yeah, like you said, have that support and be able to s- support parents who you know are trying to work and trying to teach children and. It's it's it it it's tough and and also being able to get the money to support our freelancers as well because you know they, it's been really difficult for them to just lose work overnight and stuff. Um, so it's been great that we'll we'll be able to support them a bit more too.
1: And yeah, because I know I've got a lot of friends who are freelancers uh, in the music and theatre industry, and like you said, they they've just been almost forgotten about in a way by all the support and help that's been out there. So. Yeah, great news. Um, really good. Uh, final thing that we've got on the list um, uh, of things to talk about is a gig on a truck. So I didn't actually ask anything about this because I just wanted to hear it fresh. I've got my own ideas of what this could be, and sounds, like, in my head it seems like a great idea. Yeah. Um, so
2: um, uh, yeah. tell me about it. Well, uh, yeah, a gig on a truck is... Um... Basically, a gig on a truck. Um, (laughs) So we did like a pilot uh, project in autumn 2020, and we went to care homes um, uh, across Perthshire, actually. um, And uh, we, yeah, we we delivered kind of um, gigs uh, for for different care homes. So we parked outside set up our stage and uh, got local musicians from in and around Perth to perform to Care Homes. And honestly, it was just, it was actually really emotional to to go along to these and and watch them um, uh, because it just brought so much joy to the the residents of the Care Homes. We did loads of songs Mm. that they uh, were familiar with and, and some new songs as well. And it was just great to see how much joy it brought them and also the the staff that work there you could see they were up dancing and having a laugh and you know it was just it, it was really really um inspiring to, to to watch um so from that we are going to be taking out the gig on a truck again uh to different care homes this time um and we're hoping we'll be able to hopefully do that in april or may this year but we're just going to obviously have to wait on announcements uh, further announcements but it's all socially distanced we do it outside, we don't go into the care homes or anything Um, and yeah we just it's just nice to be able to provide them some entertainment and something different from what they're doing uh, daily Um, and then we're expanding Gig on a Truck to be able to do outdoor performances across Perth as well so uh, if anyone's listening to this and they know of a place that would be great to come and do some some gigs with local mus- musicians, then let us know. We're, you know, we're hoping to go to places uh, just like local parks or local areas um and do some music gigs. Um and I, th- I just think it'll be really nice in the summer when the weather's nice and we can do it and people can come along and um yeah just just kind of get a bit of a live gig back hopefully. Uh, and we're hoping as well to be able to expand it to not just music so maybe having some live poetry sessions or uh, monologues from actors um, and and hopefully maybe get some of our youth theatre to perform there as well. So just, yeah, lots of different um, ideas and things that we can offer to, to the community and to Perth uh, during this time and, and hopefully just bring some uplifting joy to everybody as well because I think, um, yeah, after seeing the care homes, it, you just realise how important... The arts are, and how important music is to people, and 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 how much you you know, kind of like that lady was saying with virtual voices, how much you get out of it, and the endorphins that you get from just having a shared experience with people, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it'll be great. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it will be sooner rather than later that we'll be able to to go out and and do this as well. Um, and we've got the the set is so cool. It's it's kind of like the. The high street entrance of Perth Theatre. So it's kind of like a circular shape with, um, just kind of like what the, the arch over the door looks like. So it's mm-hmm. hopefully quite recognisable to people. And it's, um, filled with like smashed CDs on the, uh, on the outside and on the flooring of it. So it's quite a nice, uh, Instagrammable gig on a truck, i think. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's going to be good fun. so...
1: And that that's, that's a great idea as well because it's not just a gig on a truck it's a performance a mobile performance space so yeah. it's not saying we can't wait for you to come back to the theatre it's going that step beforehand and saying we'll come to you
2: yeah totally and I think that's it's so important during this time to be able to do that because you know we're not allowed to open the theatres so you know everybody the team were just like right well we're gonna bring it to you then if we can, if we're not allowed to do it so um yeah, and it'll be nice in the summer when it's, hopefully, the weather is nice.
1: I mean, we've, we've covered quite a lot of ground here, and I think the, the overarching theme is that Horse Cross is not just comedians and musicians in the concert hall and panto and plays in the theatre. Mm-hmm. You know, there is so much more going on um, out with the buildings and in the community. Um, so I think it's, it's really great to hear all this stuff. There's more going on than I realised was going on um and hopefully people listening realize that yeah actually Horsecross do a lot how can anyone get involved in the stuff that we've been talking about
2: yeah well we, uh, we have a lot of the information on the website but also if anyone's interested in like getting involved in the saints project or telling us where we should go for a gig on a truck um you can email us at uh, it's engagement at horsecross.co.uk and uh will likely be myself or someone that i talked about in my team that will will answer um but yeah like you said we're really trying to push community engagement to the forefront of what we do and i think it's really nice to to shout about these things and and make it known especially when we emerge uh again after lockdown it's we really want to put the community at the heart of what we do going forward so Mm -hmm. um yeah it's really nice to be able to talk about it as well. It makes <laughs> you realise how much we're doing and how busy we've been as well. Yeah, um yeah, despite the yeah. doors being shut. So so yeah, it's been been a whirlwind, but it's also been a really positive year as well for us.
1: Um so one thing we always ask our guests, and you're not allowed to answer this with anything we've talked about already, um, is that if a tourist or some you know somebody just arrived in Perth out of nowhere and asked you the one thing that they had to do in Perth or Perthshire, what would you say to them they had to go and do?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, Well, I really like, this is kind of boring, but I also think a good thing. um, I really like going on walks and I know everybody's like, don't ask me to go on a walk. That's all I do during (laughs) lockdown. Um, But um, I I follow um, this girl on Twitter who is uh, an intern, I think, at the museum, and she um, has put loads of amazing walks around Perth on her Twitter page. Um, I don't know her Twitter handle, but if you, I think her name's Taylor, and if you it's Taylor Culture or something, um, so if you have a Google for that, then um, you, you, I'm sure you'll find it. But she's done lots of um, historical walks around Perthshire, so going over to the Inch and the High Street and. It's kind of like a walk and tour. I just think they're great. So I've been following a couple of what she's said to do. And I think it just gives you a, a tourist history guide into what Perth was like in the olden days, but also like the the beauty of it as well. Because I think when you live here, you kind of forget how beautiful Perth is as well. And it's been nice mm-hmm. for me because um, I used to live in Edinburgh. I've just come back to, to live in Perth. Uh, a few months ago, so it's actually been really nice um, to just yeah explore Perth in a a way that I haven't before. So I would check Taylor out and uh, yeah, go on a walk, even if you don't want to, because it'll make you feel better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I do enjoy walking. We we got a lot of walking, um, like shoes and outdoor clothes and that for Christmas, Uh, me, my kids and my wife, so that we could uh, go on a bit more Adventurous walks. Now that they're getting a bit bigger as well, yeah. And the the, the kids are great with it. To be honest, I was surprised. We ended up on one walk, which I think ended up being about four miles, and my youngest just kept plodding along the whole time. She never complained once, and just and I was I was really impressed. So yeah, no, I, I know you you said that start there walking, you know, might be a boring answer, but I disagree, and I think especially now it's more important than ever.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. Because
1: a lot of people are just not doing it for a while the start of the first lockdown I didn't leave the house Mm -hmm. and then eventually Ian uh, said to me you need to get out you need to go for a walk Um so he dragged me out for the first socially distanced walk uh, I had and it just changed everything Mm -hmm. for me it changed that sounds a bit dramatic but it just it changed my mindset it changed Mm -hmm. how I was coping with everything uh, at the time so
2: yeah
1: yeah 100% agree that the walking is a good thing yeah and there is Perth like you say uh, one of our other guests had said, you know, you're, you're in a town shop and then you just look across the bridge and suddenly it's, it's all green and there's a, you know, Kuno Hills right there. Yeah. And it's it's unique in that way that it's it's so close to such beautiful locations, beautiful walks. Yeah, totally. Um, is there anything else you want to, to cover at all?
2: Uh, I don't think so. No, I think I'm, I'm sure there's probably something I've forgotten, but um, <laughs>
1: uh,
2: no, I think that's us. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been... Uh, really
1: great thanks for thanks for coming along katie really appreciate that um like you say you know horse cross has been doing a lot so people if you want to get involved check out the website keep an eye on the social media as well for upcoming information about the saint stuff or virtual voices and anything you want to get involved in and yeah once again thanks katie really appreciate it thank you so that was that was a really good interview you're right that's
0: uh, that was so good to hear from and actually from a, an organisation who have had to close their doors for what must feel like an eternity mm-hmm. no that it isn't for other people I'm not knocking any restaurateurs or pub owners or whatever that have had to close their doors and what must feel like a permanent fixture of their lives just now of not yeah. being able to do that um, and actually in future episodes we talk with uh, some local shopkeepers mm-hmm. and that's really fascinating to hear about how their lives have changed in the pandemic and, and how they've gone from having an open door you know and missing that whole connection you get with people they walk through the door you want to help them you want to talk to them how was your day how are you getting on Um, you know and and actually help them find that gift or find that product or whatever it is that you might that that person's coming looking for Mm -hmm. and Amazon's you know great for certain things and all that stuff and we actually talk about the fact that it's not always the cheapest place to look. And I've I've already found that with a few products. I was looking for, um, like a, a a tile cleaner type product, five pounds on Amazon, one pound in the shops in town. Mm -hmm. So, that's a five to one ratio in the wrong direction that yep. you would think for an internet product. Uh, and I think it's, of course, it's a risk factor. They send it to you it breaks and it's all over the place and it's yeah. actually a hazard. It's a, a health hazard. But from the point of view of shops and town and restaurants and all that, we are missing them, I think, just as much as they are missing us. We want a, you know, we want to be in. We want to support you. Um, I, I was saying, Stoby, earlier on to you before we started recording, my big, I've got a big wedding anniversary coming up and mm-hmm. I don't know whether I can take my wife out for dinner or not. And that's just, that's mad, isn't it? To think that that's where we would be in the, at this time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because mine, mine's this year, it's actually a, a round figure as well. Um, and so it's just like, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got
0: I've got a round figure t- Oh wait, we're talking about <laughs> something else yeah. yeah, the thing is, your
1: wife doesn't look old enough to be celebrating a golden one with you so. <laughs>
0: It's not golden, is it? 20? What's 20 years? It's not golden. I, I assumed I was it 20 was 20, 50, I given know. your age You're going to have to Google it Simon, yeah. <laughs> 20 year anniversary says here I'm old Hey!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to use this computer? <laughs> <laughs> Are you qualified? Porcelain Porcelain? Now porcelain my
0: what? 20th porcelain anniversary silver's 25th peril is 30th is it wow. anything
1: for 10 50th is gold yeah no, that's 10th, what I know you I'm are made
0: of tin or aluminium apparently oh there we go or aluminum I was about to say aluminum <laughs> <laughs> you're missing a letter uh, yeah so with those big numbers coming up that we've got it's mm-hmm. just really bizarre like in my head I thought right we'll get a hotel somewhere we'll get rid of the kids we'll go and just not bother sleep for a weekend who cares you know yep. just get away eat at a restaurant and not not wash your own dishes and he's, it's been ages since I didn't wash my own dishes as well do <laughs> you know what I mean like just that's what I loved about restaurants I miss the most if there's my cutlery you deal with it <laughs> you know? Um, in the most know full yeah, ab- absolutely but it is a, it's nice to be able to walk away from that mm-hmm. the whole hospitality industry is built upon helping people yeah. and that might be just making them feel a wee bit special that day or whatever it might be and that's what I want to feel on my 20th wedding anniversary I want to feel a wee bit special
1: yeah and I think that that fear also comes to the the entertainment industry oh you know and, and like you say you know getting the audiences in the door they probably felt it as hard as anyone including all the freelancers oh. as well who are at work so. and of
0: course you and I are big gig goers yeah and I am starting to get to that shaky withdrawal symptom. I need to go to a live gig.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we've had the we've had Frank Turner being amazing during lockdown. You know, I've I've been uh, like watched a couple of virtual bone soup gigs and things like that. But it and they did they did like a full gig. In an empty arena, an empty stage, so yeah, they've done yeah, it the yeah. full thing with the full band and that, and it, it was great. But when you're sitting there watching it on your phone or on yeah, a laptop yeah. screen, and you're not actually like getting jostled about, and people yeah. are stinking yeah. about you and everything, it's not the same.
0: The, the banter's not quite as good as that. No. I, I actually watched Royal Republic do the same thing on on a, a wherever they were. I can't remember. They were raising funds for mm-hmm. the venue as well as themselves. Right, yep. And uh, there was one old guy there, uh, and that's how they describe him. You know, old guy, mm-hmm. white beard, the whole lot. <laughs> And he was the only guy in the whole place. I assume he was a sound engineer or the Jani or something. But they were like, hey, man, come over here. Come over here. And he brought him up to the, top, the front of the stage. And all you could see was this guy rocking out to a band he's probably never heard in his life. <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing to watch. But equally, you're sitting actually, ah, that should be me. Yeah. Uh, and I've actually got tickets to see the Wild Hearts online, which even as I say, it sounds a bit weird. Mm-hmm. I've got tickets to see a band and I've paid You know, sixteen pounds fifty or something to see this band online. But I want to support the band, of course. Yeah. You know, it's not just about what I will get out of it. It's actually a bit of it. Even if I don't show up, at least I've given them something. You know.
1: That's it. Yeah. And that's again, like I've paid money to watch these bands. You know, and it's it's been great. Yeah but it's just not the same no. I and mean,
0: I think everyone can can vouch for that of all the things that have been cancelled I mean there's Glastonbury cancelled again or postponed sorry we shouldn't yeah. say cancelled postponed again party in the park seems to be going ahead at the moment no? yeah are, are we confident in that going ahead? Like, are, are they confident? I don't know I mean where I, I think the problem is that we are hitting this really unknown part now where are we at? some people have had their one vaccine mm-hmm. but we know we have to get two yeah So the first one is actually, you know, people are actually marching around right now. I've been vaccinated. I'm immune. Uh, No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If the Johnson and Johnson one goes into circulation, that is a one shot deal. I've heard about that one. Yeah. So interesting. But I think the problem is
0: that the government will use up the massive supply they've bought of the other ones before we'll get anywhere near a new one. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think that one moving forward, I can see us heading into an annual Inoculation, just like we do with the flu, or at which point like the J and
1: J one would be the best one to get, and
0: hopefully they can start doing it uh, with an inhaler like they do with the kids. Like the f- my, my my son gets a flu, yeah, not jag; it's, S- spray. it's a, yeah. a spray. And I'd like to think at some point we can move on from you know having to go into a doctor's office to being sent out these things, yeah, in order to keep ourselves up to date. I suppose in the doctor's office they can prove we've done it
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. So
0: and <laughs> I, I, I actually. Yeah, we will get we will get there. People, hold on, hold on. You know, if you don't, there's there's more Perth podcasts to listen to. I don't want you missing any.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is only episode seventeen. If this is your first episode, there's sixteen more to go back to. <laughs> <laughs> I Mr. motivator.
0: The first yeah, ever one, get right back there. Yeah, go, go. Uh, But yeah, so it's it's weird times, but. Uh, Ah, yeah. Well, we will get there. I'm I'm not. I'm not sitting, you know, and drowning in my own sorrow yet. There's still time. I know there are people though, and this is a problem that everyone has been hit at different levels by what's going on here. And I feel for anyone
1: who is really struggling, and that's one of the things we'll be talking about in a future episode. Is I had a chat with Sharon from Lighthouse for Perth, Mm -hmm. and they are a mental health support. Service. Well, Try to think of the word there. <laughs> um, and so yeah and they're there for people um, who are needing it and they're needed more than ever so yeah maybe. this is this is getting bad and now this is for it. some people this is imagine
0: living by yourself at the start of this lockdown
1: and that's one of the things we talk about and one of the other things we talk about is that they are different from Andy's Man Club and they are different from the you know Samaritans and things like that and it's a great service that yeah. people might not know about um, at a building called the Nuke which people might not know about as well the what? the Nuke the Nuke any UK <laughs> not Nuke. I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> nuke!" I don't know. Maybe it's
0: uh, the Cold War's just
1: started again. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's that's one of the things we've got coming yeah. up as well. Cool. Um, who else have we got coming up in the next? Uh, few so we've we got.
0: Um you know, a bit of a star from Asda, a certain, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Matthew Miller, uh, checkout operator extraordinaire, yeah. who we talked about, well, basically what makes them tick, what keeps them going. Um, from working in checkouts, I always sort of ran out of conversation beyond weather's nice, or of <laughs> course the other classic, weather's not so nice. <laughs> uh, so it's really interesting insight into Matthew's world and what, um, why he is the way he is with people and yes. how how amazing that is. And, and as we talk about, you know, the, this whole solitude and mental health problems, Matthew is a real ray of light at a check I And mean, yeah, He might so. not be everybody's cup of tea and he acknowledges the, mm-hmm. and that himself. But the bottom line is he might be the only one that someone's spoken to what? for a week, two weeks and, and that was, they light up he lights up their, up their life know.
1: Yeah. and that, that was a good thing was he was recognised nationally by his company by ASDA um, as he for his, yeah absolutely for yeah. his great service to customers yeah. so we've got that we've also got Dawn from Precious Sparkle coming up as well yeah
0: so Dawn talks so she's one of the ones that talks about our uh, our shopping experiences and stuff and where all that's heading in the future um, and also talks about how our business has changed in lockdown so you know that, that'll be a really good one to listen to to get an idea of what these traders are going through just now
1: yeah and then we've got Rachel from Social Flock as well to talk about what they do as a community based project as well.
0: So and that's just to
1: start. We've we've barely scratched the surface. Yeah, I think the change in format means we it gives us a bit more freedom now. Well yeah, I mean oddly enough we started this podcast up to as you said earlier,
0: for the commute, so that people would know what was happening in Perth, what's yep. going on, what updates there were. But we've actually basically I think you know, the the virus has taken us away from that a little bit and realigned it might return. It might come back. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not exactly as it was, but it might come back. Yeah. Um, Once there's things going have, on. Well, yeah, we, we certainly can have live music in the studio or whatever, oh. like we used to do. <laughs> uh, so, you no, know, but things change and we change with it. So stick with us, guys.
1: Yeah, and there won't be a set release schedule. So you'll have to make yeah. sure you've clicked that subscribe button. and You've got notifications on so that you can see exactly when we come out. Yep. So
0: subscribe. Why is there not a set Thing, what's coming out? Because we don't know either. No, we have got a clue.
1: <laughs> you now know as much as we do.
0: <laughs> but that's it, that, I think, for episode uh,
1: seventeen. Yep, we're back with our longest episode ever. I think, I think it's, it's looking that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Yep. Thanks for coming back, guys. Hi,
0: and we'll uh, as, as we said a minute ago, subscribe, click on like, and and all that other yep. malarkey. Other we're on social media. Find yeah. us the Perth Podcast. Uh, and if you want, if if you want anything, if you want to know anything, or, or or submit anything, or talk to us, even get in touch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we are part of the First City Podcast Network, so you can also find us at fcpod.net forward slash the Perth dash podcast. We should do that in like that real American YouTube way. We're over
0: at fcpod.net, like that. They do that all the time.
1: <laughs> they do.
0: Yeah. You don't watch YouTube.
1: (laughs) Click the subscribe button, guys. That's all I ever hear. Just go
0: ahead and click subscribe. Is this racist? Should we be doing
1: this? (laughs) (laughs) My kids watch all these American people playing Roblox. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: We were going. We're still here. Go away. Stobie, go home.
1: Cue the music.